Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, a podcast from the Podcast Chronicles. I'm your boy, Ronnie. Yo, it's your boy, Chad. What's up, Chad? Thanks for being back on the podcast. I say thanks for being back. It's your podcast, too, so you had to be back. Anyway, today we are here to talk about Attack on Titan, Season 1, Episode 2, That Day, The Fall of Shiganshina. Part two. And I want to say, too, thanks for coming back and listening again. We know we're probably talking to about, what do you say, at least 3,000 well, people right we now? we got my mom and then 2,999 other people, and I'm just so glad to have them back. And I think I've got my little nine-year-old cousin. I think he's watching as right. well. My mom, well, not watching, but listening. Yeah. You know what I mean? My mom, your cousin, and then 2,998 other people. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's just go ahead and get straight into the episode. What would you think of this one? Well, you know, I thought uh, it was good. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, good take, good take. Yeah, I think this is a great setup episode. Um, I not saying that it's only a setup because obviously we still got Titans running around, but I feel like a lot of things are being put into place to help the series along in the future. Um, and like I said, to get right into it, we start off with just a small little clip of just getting a history on the Titans. We're talking about, once again, how they appeared over a century ago, century ago and how it straight up almost led to human extinction. Um, we get a little brief moment about them going back um, over the walls. Once again, we got Maria, Rose, Cena, and from there we got uh, go to theme song and we're right back into the action. Opening credits, right back into the action. We got a... Um, Which, uh, by, by the way, though, I just want to touch note on that. You talking about almost bringing humans to extinction and how that was a century ago and stuff. You would think people like Hannes and the drunk bastards of the uh, pol- military police, you would think they would be a little more prepared knowing how dangerous these Titans are. Yeah. So are you saying they're not prepared? Well, I'm not saying they're the most prepared, but... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Um <laughs> Which, and to that credit, we got a preacher preaching until a titan picks him up, and let's just say this preacher gets preached, dude. I mean, this guy's <laughs> done for. We got titans all over the place. A lady runs into the alley, which, let's just say this right now, first rule of the podcast and in the titan apocalypse, don't run into an alley. That's just a bad move, right? Bad move, and... First off, if you're going to be praising the walls and you just saw what happened to the walls, you might want to stop praising the walls. Just take a second, collect your thoughts, let's think this one through, and regroup and go get them. Um, We got Hannah still dragging the kids. Aaron starts beating them up. And by beating them up, I mean just barely touching this guy. He's not phased at all. A little hissy fit. Yeah. He's so not phased that he just straight up tells Aaron... You're too weak to fight the Titans, but as a little bit of a consolation prize, he goes, I lack the courage, and he apologizes to him. Which he did, and you know, that's kind of tough to say that to a, a little kid, telling him he lacks the strength, which obviously he does, but as stubborn as Aaron is, he's not going to like hearing that. Yeah, and this is, a, we get a small, quick part. I'm just going to go ahead and toot my own horn here. If you're not a professional TV watcher slash podcast owner, you might not catch this. But Mikasa has a quick little flashback of dead bodies. Doesn't I don't I don't recognize these dead bodies, and she just mutters, "It's happened again." 
Yes. Well, okay. We won't uh, we won't stay on that too long. It's just a quick little thing. I felt like I needed to mention it. We got um, we got people. They're starting to load boats. Okay, on another side of the wall, and I feel like it's important to explain this because my first time through this did confuse me. Um, we have the three main walls, but on top of that, we've got little. They're almost like alcoves outside of the walls, which is where Shiganshina is, where Aaron is. Um, and these are kind of made, to my understanding, to direct Titans into a certain certain spot, um, so they don't go to straight to the walls. Right. They're you know they're attracted to people that go to these concentrated locations. So that's why you're like, wait. They just broke through a wall. Now there's another wall right there, and they're loading on boats right next to it. That doesn't make sense. They're officially now in Walmaria. The Titans are in Shiganshina. Armin, he sees Aaron. He starts to yell out to him. But he stopped by his grandfather. Good play, Grandpa. <laughs> I, I don't think Aaron was in the mood to be no. a little chatty right now. And Armin doesn't know what happened, so he's just happy to see his buddy alive. But... Aaron looks like he just saw his mom die. Yeah. Which he did just see his mom die. Yeah. And that's that's how you look when you see your mom die. We got Hannes and the boys, the other garrison uh, members. They're trying to defend the wall while people are getting on boats. We got other people just... Boats are full. They don't care. They're trying to jump on these things. Um, Understandable. Yeah. Everyone's in a panic. I don't know why they're panicking. Hannes and the boys... They brought out the big guns, they're called cannons, and they don't work. And these titans were smiling, mind you, so <laughs> they seem happy. Yeah. A- these cannons are useless. <laughs> I mean, these... But you gotta appreciate them trying. Um, the titans are closing in, we're closing the gates. Uh, Hannes is trying... He's trying to keep these things open because there's still people trying to filter through. Um, but other members of the garrison, like... Hannes' buddies, I assume, from the last episode are like, nah, close the gates. We're getting in here. Yeah. We're through. We're not beating these guys. Um, and going back to that cannon situation, it's like it's like when you hand your little uh, four-year-old cousin who's begging to play Xbox with you, when you hand him your controller to play a little bit of Call of Duty, that's yeah. what their aim looks like. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a bad play by you. You obviously, you give them a controller that's not even hooked up, which is, these cannons might as well not be shooting anything. But right. we're on the same page there for sure. Um, so like I was saying, Hannes is trying to keep the gate open. No one else really seems to be up for that. But in kind of a messed up way, he gets his wish. Because let me just tell you, we got an armored titan who's been practicing his 40-yard dash. And he busts oh, yeah. right through this wall that's been standing for 100 years. I mean, this guy is just a straight-up Keanu Neal killer. He's an absolute unit. I mean, he just... They're shooting cannons at him. They're doing whatever else they got to try and do to stop him. He just busts through this thing. The, calling, calling him an armored titan is, I guess, kind of a spoiler, which I don't didn't mention that at the beginning of the podcast. For some reason, if you just got on the hype train late for this podcast and you started at episode two, we're not spoiling anything. You're chill. We're only talking about episode two and anything that's happened before that. And that's what these people end up calling him. Yeah. We're just going to say what they, call, what they call him. Right. It's not a spoiler to call him the Armored Titan. Um, so we didn't really talk about this last episode because it was just kind of some information we got. They do these 
mid-credit slides or whatever you could say. It's obviously where commercials usually go. But they're they're really cool. Um, you know, I would assume most people do this, but if you're not, definitely pause, check them out. Uh, we'll always touch on them here in this podcast because there's some good little nuggets. Um, like, for example, this one. This one is a little different. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Usually I feel like they're a little bit better than this. Um, it just shows a diagram of the walls and shows says what humanity has left. Everything beyond Walmaria remains a mystery. So we're basically saying just like everything outside, you know, people like Aaron, they've got no clue what's on the other side of those walls. Right. And make sure as somebody that's seen the whole series up until where it's left off at this point, you want to make sure you, you read these, these cards. Yeah. It's not only helpful information, but it's also stuff that you kind of forget about. Yeah. Um, and for even for me right now, still only seen through season one, haven't started season two yet. Um, these are always cool to read and learn some more about. It's just as like good world building uh, for the show. But anyway, we go to the second slide, uh, the back half of this little intermission, and it tells us elevation increases as one approaches the center of human territory. So I guess that just means like, as you walk towards the center of this huge circle they've got, the ground just gets higher, like it's almost built on a hill or a mountain, and that the human territory is replete with water, minerals, natural gas, and other such resources. Right. So we come back from that, and basically within hours uh, of the wall being broken, word gets around to all the cities south of Wall, south of wall Rose now about what's happened. So we go to a meeting um, with a couple guys and Chad. You can tell these guys are important because they're in a dark room. Um, they're all men, so and, you know they're making some big decisions. And one of them has a mustache, the, mind you. So that's a great point. This is why you're here to pick up those little mistakes yes. I miss. But yeah, they're they're just talking. They can't believe that they broke through that initial wall. And, you know, they were getting news that 500 people are arriving on the boat. And they're just trying to keep a positive attitude. Just saying, like, there's no way they're also breaking into Walmaria. And after it cuts to them, we go back to the citizens that are escaping. And they've well, got a little bit different attitude. they got a little bit of a different attitude. But I also feel like it's very important that they're saying there's no way they're breaking into Walmaria. And it's right around this time that my homeboy busts in and he goes, Hey guys, just quick update. Um, they have officially broken through Walmaria. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way that they're going to get through it. Yeah, but they're, I mean, how could they possibly get through Walrose? We are good to go. Um, these guys are in what's known as the Tross District. We'll learn more about that later, I'm sure. Um, just want to mention it as kind of a let you know where they're at. And so like you said... We go back to these poor people on the boats, and they are, you could say they're concerned. Hannes seems to mention this is the end. Aaron is flashing back to his parents. Uh, you know, his mother, he just watched die a couple hours ago, and he's kind of regretting how stubborn he was, how much of a little asshole he was. Right. Um, like you do. And, Chad, okay, I know I said no spoilers. Spoiler alert, this is not the f last time Aaron vows to kill all the Titans. 
Really? Yeah. He says, I'm, you know, he's driving all these guys out. It's the first time, but spoiler alert, like I said, not the last time. Now, let me ask you this. Is he crying when he's saying this? There's tears. There's tears. Really? Yeah. We got, we got a little waterworks. Um, An anime protagonist crying? What? I know. I know. We, this guy's acting like he saw his mom. I know. It's like, hey, hey, dust off the shoulder there, buddy, and just ride the boat and get to where the destination is. Chill out for a second. My God. We get find out that we get we find out. Great podcasting, Ronnie. We get we find. Yeah, we get we find out <laughs> that within the next year, the central government decides to bring everyone inside Walros. But, Jazz... In this process, we have an estimated 10,000 people eaten. Estimated, right? So that's probably, it might even be a little on the lower lower yeah, side. It could potentially be 9,637. Yes. Um, you're right. It's gross of them to just assume things like that. It's disgusting. I mean, God, this is, these news channels, they're always just trying to be so dramatic. It was definitely under 10,000. But obviously, probably north side of nine thousand. But too, I, f- I wanted to mention this too. Aaron had another. I'm pretty sure it's right before that event, right? Aaron had another little dream or something that he mentioned. So it's actually right after. Right this? after. This? Yeah, we okay. get that information, and this is where. Hold on to your minds, bros, because it's getting a little crazy. We get a five second clip of Doctor Jaeger, Aaron's dad, on a horse and a carriage. Best way to travel. This is the first time we've seen, other than boats, how we get around here. It's with a horse and buggy. Great way. Wish we still used it. He's thinking of his family and just hoping they're okay. Um, we don't know where he is. And I'm not sure I mentioned it last episode, which is totally my fault. It seems like it's super important to point out the fact that he does indeed rock a ponytail. Yes, he does. And not only does he rock it, but he rocks it well. Yeah, I he mean, looks he looks good. I'm a little disappointed Aaron isn't going for the same look. You gotta respect a man who confidently rocks a ponytail. Doctor Jaeger's doing that, especially as a doctor. Yeah, I'm on board for sure. Uh, sorry for not mentioning that earlier. I'm sure we've lost many viewers because they got to the end of episode one. They say, "Wow, he, <laughs> these guys didn't even mention that uh, he rocks ponytail." Uh, I'm gonna go find another podcast, <laughs> and I don't blame them for that at all. But this isn't even what the big, this isn't the big news, is it, Chad? No, this is not. We go completely banana sandwich here. We're warped into a crazy scene where Aaron is losing his mind, and he's losing his mind possibly because his dad is also losing his mind. Possibly. We don't know. We don't really know. His dad, all we can tell is his dad's trying to inject, inject Aaron with something while, you know, Aaron's basically just like fighting for his life he's screaming at him saying mom's death has made you go crazy and his dad's just you know screaming don't forget the key you must reach it until you learn the truth someday so we're assuming from that context that this key is important yeah maybe that's exactly right um but hey what what was all that uh we don't know, and neither really does Aaron. He awakes. He's thinking maybe it was just a dream, but Mika- and he keeps Mikasa's- he keeps saying too. He said in the last episode, it feels like a really long dream. Yeah, and I mean, 
Mikasa's not having any of his shit. She's just like saying, hey, it was a dream. Get up. Why do you always do this? Why am I always like here to wipe your tears away, dude? Let's Aaron, stop crying. <sighs> Get up. Let me protect you. That's what Mikasa's saying. Yeah, but Chaz, if it was a dream, can I kindly ask you to explain to me why the hell the key is around Aaron's neck? Yes, I'll explain that. Because it wasn't a fucking dream, is my assumption there. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. But I could be wrong. I don't, who knows? I certainly don't. Um, so they got to go get some food uh, with all the boat refugees. And they run into our guy, Armin, who has bread because his grandfather is a dirty, stinking liar. Yes. I mean, my headcanon is Armin's old fart of a grandpa was waiting in line. There were like seven children behind him, and he was just like, hey, these are my kids. Can I get some extra bread? And the guy's like, "Uh, well, we're not really supposed to give out bread unless the person's in line. And he's like, dude, just give me the bread. These are my my kids. And he goes, well, okay, but if you have a problem, I'm going to have to talk to my manager. (laughs) And... And, and then he pulled a Karen on he him. Just, well, he just walks away, and these kids are like, hey, can I have a bit of bread? And he's like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> but uh, your grandpa just took it. You can go meet up with him. And then they turn around, and his grandfather's just gone. And he's just like, hey, Armin, give this to some of your buddies. And Armin's just like, okay, grandpa. <laughs> there was already a food shortage, and now we got guys like Armin's grandpa we were just stealing food, and so... And by the way, how do you let an old man in a time like this steal that much food? I, He's a master con man, this army. I had grandpa. a feeling he pulled the whole uh, amnesia type... Oh, uh, yeah. I don't trust this guy at all. No. Put a pin in him, and let's keep an eye on him in the future. Uh, there's already a food shortage, so now the guys who already lived inside the wall, they're pissed... Because they're losing food to these stupid poor people. I mean, these guys... Especially poor old men, mind you. I don't know what um, what you would call it, but these guys are racist to outer wall people. And I'm not here for it. No. Year 845 is no place for wallism, hey, as I like to guys, call it. Guys, it's 845. Yeah. Get a hold of yourself. Seriously. Hey... All men were created equal. Didn't your wall gods tell you that? Jeez, guys. Our boy Aaron, what does he do? He goes for a shin kick. Not a great play. Chaz, what do you do in this instance? Are you saying what do I do if I'm getting kicked in the shin? No, let's say, okay, put yourself in Aaron's shoes. You're a little kid. You're going against this guy. He's a soldier. And, you know, you want to show them that you mean business. How are you doing? You going with a shin kick? I think I'm going with a judo chop straight to the nuts, <laughs> yeah. if I'm being honest. Right. It seems like the best play here because the shin kick, believe it or not, it's ineffective. Aaron gets beat down. His pride is seriously hurt. Which, He's, you know, he kind of deserves it. Yeah. I mean, someone, let's be honest, someone needed to hit this guy. Yeah. Um,. He's on the verge of tears again, which, I mean, I would count, but who even has a counter that goes up this high? I think we're at 37. It's episode 2, 37, 38? I'm at 39, but, you know. Aaron's pride, it's seriously hurt. 
he's tells you know his gang i'm going back to wall maria and count it i won't count how many times he cries i will count this for the people this is the second time now aaron's going to destroy all these titans whoa you're no way aaron says this yeah i you might not pick up on it but he does claim that he will destroy these guys listen guys you really need to focus and pay attention to these Mm -hmm. moments if you're using this as a summary you're trying to catch up for season four go into it knowing aaron's gonna kill these titans he's going to wipe them all out and so this point um armin starts you know combating aaron with this he's fighting or aaron is you know saying we got to get out of these walls armin is saying let's just stay inside the walls i i mean we don't want to end up like my parents so So armin has completely completely changed his mind yeah after the break-in of the walls which to be fair to my guy armin seeing the colossal titan might do that to a person not the uh not the prettiest looking guy i'll say that yeah it uh it might give you some pause of being like, hey man, maybe we should, maybe we should just you know set up camp here for a little maybe while. Maybe we should uh, just uh, chill with my boy Hannes, drink let's, a little booze. Let's regroup. Let's regroup. Give it another hundred years, then we'll go. We'll see about maybe getting outside these walls. Um, we lasted a hundred years in peace. Yeah, we can last another hundred somehow. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, Armin reveals you know to us for the first time that his mom and dad presumably died from some titans while they were outside the walls uh don't know what all that's about but pretty interesting it's a good little good little fun fact yeah so how do we shut up aaron well mikasa just drills him across the face you might think he's dead or knocked out i guess he's neither because she starts talking to him but he does not move for a good 15 seconds it feels like he's just out cold she grabs a little loaf of bread, just shoves it down this guy's throat and says, listen, Yo. you're going to survive. I'm going to make sure you survive because that's what your mom wanted me to do. And Mikasa is the man in this situation, just shoving things down Aaron's throat. A little awkward. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Okay. Wow. Just yeah. absolutely abusing him. God, good Lord. Okay. Um... So, this we're on episode two. I gotta get back on track here. The next few days, they got the refugees. <laughs> the shortage is unavoidable. Um, we got a year that passes. The government sends out some of these refugees. They're on a mission to retake Walmaria. It's more like a suicide mission. Yeah, it's not really a mission. It's more just like a uh, just fun time. Fun time dying, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. The best thing that comes out of this situation is we, they do send Armin's filthy uh, thief of a grandfather. I mean, let's be honest. It was a good thing this guy went. He was just not good for the community. No, he was not. I, I just imagine him saying, I don't even know where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy's been a con man for the last 63 years. He's just been getting into all kinds of trouble. He's stealing from the community. Let's get him out of here. The bad news is... <clears throat> the bad news is we sent out 250,000 people. Not even 200 people <laughs> survived. So, I, you know, I say it like that. You might be thinking, Chaz, wow, that's not great. Let me make it clear. It's not that bad of odds. You had a 0.008% chance of coming back. Wow. 
That's not that bad if you really think about yeah, it. You really think about it? Not that bad. It's not that crazy. Um, we do get a little world building here. 250,000. That was 20% of the population. Um, Chad, I know you're not that great with math. That means initially we had around a million. 750. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're close. It was a million 250,000 people inside the walls. Okay. How many died? What percentage? Yeah, so that's, we got 250,000 people went outside the walls. We had less than 200 come back. So um, we had them in the first half. <laughs> Second half, you know, we got a little sloppy on D. And, you know, defense wins championships. So, therefore, we lost a lot of good people. Aaron tells Armin and Mikasa that he plans on joining the cadet, cadets next year. And because of that, they're like, well, we can't leave this little asshole to himself, so I guess that's what we're going to do as well. And he's just like, wait, wait you guys you guys don't have to do that. You know, this is my thing. You guys do your thing. And they're like, no. I'm going to wipe them all out, guys. He's yeah. like, I don't know if I've mentioned, but I plan on killing all of them, and I just feel like this is the next logical step for me to take to achieve that goal. And so, with that being said, we do just that. We fast forward to the 104th Cadet Corps Class Entrance Ceremony, where we meet... Wow. 104. That is a lot, by the way. Let's just mention that. That's a lot. Um, But also, Chaz, shut up, because we've just met the best character in the show, Commander Keith Sadies. Oh, and let me just talk about this guy right here. I mean... Okay, everyone buckle up. We got a 10-minute segment on Commander Keith Sadies right here. Um, I, let's just start off by saying this. This guy goes out of his way to specifically say he does not welcome these guys warmly. <laughs> no, he does not. And I, it might have something to do with the fact, I don't know if you've picked up on this, uh, Ronnie, but seems like this guy might not have slept... This you know, guy has not slept in the last two years. Two, I was yeah, I was yeah. gonna say a year and a half, maybe two years. But the, the last night he slept was the night before the Colossal Titan showed up, and he's just been honing his skills ever since. It might have even been before he might have had some trouble at home. It's been before the Colossal Titan even showed up. He was, you know. He, I mean, he almost looks like he's on his way to becoming a Titan. This guy's sex life went down the drain. You can tell by the um, his eyes that are caving into the base of his skull. I think I figured it out, dude. I think you just don't have to sleep for a really long time and you become a Titan. I think that's what it is, Ron. Well, a Titan, or let's be honest, this guy might be a vampire. <laughs> Uh, you heard it here first. It's a little theory I'm throwing out. Keep an eye on Commander Keith Sadies. This guy is a vampire so we've got two mythical creatures we got the titans and we got vampires write that down keep it in your head because which he's in the sunlight right now it looks like you know well, in this part of the episode but that's an excellent point jazz but at the same time he's vampires have evolved in the year 846 that's true or i guess this might this might be 847 because we had to wait a year for the cadet corps um but yeah, I just love so much. All this guy had to do would just be like, hey guys, welcome to the class. It's going to be pretty tough, but we'll get through it as a team. No, he goes out and he goes, I'm not going to welcome you warmly. Um, I'm not going to necessarily welcome you coldly either. So I'm wondering what kind of temperature we're dealing with. And if that wasn't enough, he goes on to just say, you guys are less than livestock and you're just 
Titan, you're just Titan meals right now. He goes on to say he would rather be going to war with cows and chickens than these scrubs before him. Which I think is just an awesome welcoming. <laughs> Especially if I was Aaron and Armin, who just, Aaron, Armin, and Mikasa, who yeah. just lived through that just absolute tragedy. I would love to just hear a sleepy vampire say that to you me. You hear that and you just go, wow, this is a guy I can fight for. <laughs> I would, <laughs> he goes, listen, you guys, thanks for coming out. I would rather be going on the back of a cow than you guys. And you go, wow, I would run through a wall for this man. <laughs> this guy is a leader. This is what we call a leader. <laughs> um, and basically to end this baby off, we got some of Aaron's inner monologue where for a third time, he lets you know okay. he is driving these titans out of these walls. So that's three three times in two episodes, okay? Yeah. I think we're going to get up to about 175 by at least the sixth episode. So. Don't spoil anything, all okay, right? That is, okay. Don't spoil it's anything. It's a spoiler-free podcast. <clears throat> I apologize. So that's that's the end of the episode. The gang's here. They're getting ready to start training. Um, we got some new faces, yeah. people we haven't seen. Yeah, we get some people uh, meet this cast of characters next time. But like I was saying before, I felt like this was a good episode. Setting things up, we get a feel for, you know, how much this wall break-in has cost, you know, this whole civilization. And now we got to fight them back. And then we've got a perfect leader for that. We've got a guy that uh, treats treats us less than livestock to do just that situation, so... I mean, you wouldn't want, you couldn't have a better man at the helm. You really couldn't. So, uh, Chaz, you got anything else for us? No, I think that uh, that pretty much summarizes up that episode. Um, what about you, Ronnie? No, I think that's it. So, I, I would say this one is a success. Um, if you made it through episode two, while you're that much closer to getting your free t shirt that we mentioned earlier, send any feedback to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. That is the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. Chad, tell the people to subscribe. All right, this is your boy uh, Chaz, and I just want to say subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also, as Ronnie mentioned earlier, we do have those free T-shirts. They will uh, they'll be prepared and ready as soon as we get 100 listeners on yeah. this podcast. 100 listeners, and then we will keep you updated on those free T-shirts that we definitely have in stock. I'm looking at them right now. But send us some feedback, and you'll be put on the top of the wait list for the T-shirts. Now, it is. We do have a big wait list there, but if you send us feedback, you will be on the top. Yeah, and I just want to make it clear, we don't have any T-shirts right now, but if we get enough subscribers, get enough listeners, we will be printing those T-shirts, and we'll take a look at the wait list and start sending those out to the guys. Um once again, don't want to bombard you with this. The podcast chronicles at gmail.com. We read any material we get from there. Send us a picture. Send us a painting. We'll describe the painting. We'll describe the picture. Uh, tell us that you think Chaz is cute. We'll um, let them know there. Possibly get a little um, internet romance going on. Send us hate mail. We would gladly read that. Hey, and if we get up to 200 listeners, we will put our faces on the internet that's exactly right 200 listeners um you get a free t-shirt and we um we won't reveal our faces at that point but we'll be that much closer to doing that but send us feedback guys thanks 
and we'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.